Welcome in to another edition of the Prevent D-Gate College Football Podcast. I am Todd, joined once again, Andrew with me, here to uh, make you some more money. Isn't that right, Andrew? <laughs> some SEC West win totals. It's just what we do, Todrick. Just what we do. Breaking <laughs> it down, losing you money as we go. Um Giving you our expert opinion. We're just trying to get you through the month of July, guys. It's what we're here to do. Yeah. We're just mere weeks out, Todrick. Just weeks so out. So close. We're getting so close to playing real August bearing down football. on us. Todrick, the SEC West today is on the list. The best conference in best division in America most years of the past decade. Last year, uh, a little breakdown of what we did last year here. Three, three, and one for you. Uh, we disagreed on two picks. Uh, Texas A&M, you love them because you love Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> took the over. I took the under, and uh, oh, I won that one. And then we disagreed also on Ole Miss, and that one ended up pushing. So uh, I was four, two, and one. You were three, three, and one. If you listened last week to the SEC East starting uh, win totals, we're doing a little different this year. We're allotting ourselves 700 fictional dollars to place on these bets over or under. It'll be a little fun exercise by year's end. We'll uh, we'll see how our bankroll's looking. Uh, we had three disagreements last week in the SEC East, and uh, we'll see how this one goes here, Todrick. We got some some heavyweights, some Bamas, some LSUs, and the like. Can't wait to get into it, sir. First up on the list, we have Alabama. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Ten and a half is the total. The over at plus 150. Under minus 165. Can't remember the last time. I can't remember the last time, Chadrick. You could make money. Good money. On the Alabama over. Just to win 11 games, not even 12. Uh, they just need to win 11 and you make money, Todd. The <sighs> juice is on the over. Just tempting you, dangling it out there in front of you. Todrick, they went out and hired two new coordinators, much to the delight of the Alabama fan base. And much to the delight of everybody else's fan base, they hired Kevin Steele from Miami on the defensive yeah. side of the ball. And they hired Tommy Reese on the offensive side of the ball from Notre Dame. Interesting hires. Interesting hires that when we asked Georgia fan Pat a few months ago about, he said, yeah, those don't, those don't scare me at all. I would... I don't know why they would. Then they had a QB battle. Jalen Milrow... Ty Simpson, a little five-star action from a few years back. They didn't like what they saw in the spring, Todrick. They went out and got a quarterback by the name of Tyler Buckner, who Tommy Reese, while he was at Notre Dame, recruited over, brought in Sam Hartman to take that job from Mr. Buckner. Now he's at the helm of the Alabama Crimson Tide, baby. Todrick, Alabama's the only quarterback and only team in this division that doesn't bring back their quarterback. Tell me why they're winning 11 games with this schedule. Uh, Middle Tennessee 
Texas at home to start things off. A very weird little trip to South Florida in week three. Raymond James Stadium will be rocking. <laughs> Ole Miss and at Mississippi State round out your September. October starts with a very Ooh, tricky little trip careful. to Texas A&M. If you remember last time when they had a much better team travel into Kyle Field, came out with a loss back in 2021. Arkansas, Tennessee, a couple of home games before a bye week. November gets started with LSU at home. November 11th is at Kentucky. Chattanooga at home rounds out the home schedule, a very good one. And then the season commences in Auburn at Auburn on November 25th, sir. What do we think about the Tide? Mm. The most talented, rich, blue chips just growing everywhere. So then what does this come down to? Do you trust Tyler Buckner and Tommy Reese? Bill O'Brien can't say he maximized the offense with Bryce Young. Talk about wasting a Bryce Young talent. Didn't even sniff a title guess you could say do you not trust nick saban though uh i don't know that i do anymore Mm. stings doesn't it if that hurts if true or false if they exceed expectations of 10 wins 11 wins somewhere in there seems foolish to think that the alabama team would lose two regular season games but they did last year uh if they do well and they are one of the best teams at the end of the year, make the playoff, etc., it is because their defense is just out of this world, right? Or not? Is that a false statement? Um, I mean, probably. Unless there's a miracle worked with the quarterbacks they have there. Okay, quarterback plays great. The receivers... I mean, you can't go like a week without seeing memes of their receiver room from a couple years ago mm-hmm. when they had four first-rounders in the room. Uh, I don't see first-rounders on this team. Jermaine Burton, yeah, he's all right. Georgia transfer from a year ago. Ja'Cory Brooks, pretty nice up-and-coming uh, junior. Kobe Prentice is a nice little sophomore. Those are, those are names in the recruiting world. We, we know what those names mean. Haven't really done it on the field. I don't know, Todrick. Running back rooms should be good, led by a couple of older folks. McClellan and Williams, you'll get to know those names as the season goes on. Theoretically, there's five games here they could lose, right? (laughs) Texas. A&M. Ole Miss. You could throw an Ole Miss in that. I'll throw Arkansas in there. Tennessee. Kentucky. LSU. LSU comes in and beats you at what, home. You're going to want to go play at Kentucky the next week. What about, what about Auburn rivalry week going to, going to Auburn? Hugh Freeze out here making a statement. I remember that game two years ago when TJ Finley almost beat you. You needed four overtimes to beat them. Uh-oh. I have the under, Andrew. As do I. I am going to put 120 fictional dollars. Wow. On the under ten and a half, I'm, I'm minus one sixty five. I'm keeping the average one hundred. Nice and easy. Nice, nice and, easy. and easy. I do not think the wheels completely fall off. I think I'll probably have them going ten and two, but uh, that is a tough little schedule. I might even yeah. have them still winning the West, quite honestly, because we'll get into LSU in a minute. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
man, that's tough. Even with the most talented roster, bright sides, their secondary is ridiculous. I made the, the defense comment. Um, I think they're going to be pretty good on defense. Kevin Steele, settle things down. Um, yeah, they're they're pretty loaded on that side of the ball, yeah. which I think is what will uh, be the reason they do still end up winning nine and ten games. Andrew, LSU has a total of nine and a half. Uh, minus 110 on the over, minus 105 on About the under. even money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hit me with that schedule. I would love to open it up in Orlando against Florida State. Come home for Grambling State at Mississippi State, Arkansas at home, and Ole Miss on the road. Three games away from the friendly confines in the first month of the season. The road doesn't stop there. They opened up October at Missouri, Auburn, and Army at home. That closes out your October. You got a bye week at the end of October before a November 4th date at Alabama. Shut it down with three home games, Florida, Georgia State, and Texas A&M. Nine and three last year, lost the title game to Georgia. They destroyed Purdue in their bowl game for a 10 and four finish, six and two in the the SEC. Remember, they lost to A&M the last week of the year, but that game did not matter. It didn't keep them out of the title game. Uh, the other conference loss was an absolute throttling at home to Tennessee, 40-13. to 13. Those were your two conference losses. Nine and a half. Can you find me nine wins? Does this total completely come down to the FSU game, do you think? I kind of think so. I don't, I don't see three conference losses. They draw from the from the East, they get Missouri on the road and Florida. That's a pretty good draw. Yeah. So that means you have to lose three of Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Alabama. All three of those are on the road. None of those would be easier environments to play in. But your home schedule, Arkansas, Auburn, and A&M, I think that's three wins. Yeah, I don't hate their schedule now that I'm looking at it. Um, I just kind of feel like, I mean, yeah, Alabama, that's obviously a toss-up. You could lean to a loss. That's fine. I I wouldn't blame you for that. LSU, Florida State, this game obviously has national championship uh, stuff tied to it for both teams, right? I mean, this is... Both have win totals in nine and a half range. Big game. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're probably right. It mostly rides on that game. If they win that game, they could... Or you're bare, feeling yeah. very good about the over, yeah. I would say, in my, in my opinion. 100%. That said, uh, I mean, talking about the team a little bit, you got Jaden Daniels, of course, coming back at running back. Their receiver room is loaded, should be one of the best in the nation. Malik Neighbors, uh, who was actually their best receiver last year over Kayshawn Booty coming into the year. Everybody was talking about him. Uh, Neighbors was their best receiver last year. He's back uh, as a junior. Uh, Tight end, Mason Taylor. Jason Taylor's kid is really good. They returned four of five starters on the offensive line, which is huge. Running back is kind of weirdly their most questionable room on the offensive side. Uh, Defense, 
They lose a lot, but they also get Mason Smith back, who is is a first-round draft pick waiting to happen. He got hurt in the FSU game very early in that game and was gone for the year. Of course, we saw what Harold Perkins became as the year went on. Uh, and weirdly, the running back room is kind of a question mark, and then their secondary is very question mark-filled. They went to the portal for that. Uh, you're going to get uh, seven defensive backs are gone from last year. Yikes. Uh, the best one they brought in, five-star kid Denver Harris from Texas A&M. He'll probably be a plug-and-play starter. But that is what kind of worries me in the Florida State game particularly. First game of the year, questionable secondary yeah. is a little worrisome. Um, I think there will be a lot of points in that one. I am going to take the under. I don't, feel wow. gr- I don't feel great about it. My question is how or why are they going to be better than last year? Correct. Because they lost three games last. They found a way to lose three games last year. Uh, Tennessee. And and then some of the wins even, you're just like, were they that impressive? Sure. They beat Auburn by four on the road. They should have lost that game. They beat Florida by ten. Um, they got throttled by Tennessee. Remember the Arkansas game near the end of the year? Yes. They sh- that was a th- slobber knocker, mm-hmm. as they say. And then they got kind of handled by AM. Again, that game meant absolutely nothing. Well, I mean, not I say that, but they were still being talked about for the playoff at that point. They were. Um, so it's like, are we a little bit misled by them for some reason? Not saying they're not good, not saying they're not top 10 worthy. Um, I just feel like maybe were i guess just the coaching stability of a second year you could argue is a really big deal but i think we're a little higher on them than maybe we should be yeah i agree um for me to Jaden daniels am i really trusting him to go out and take him to another 10 win season and you could certainly argue he got a lot better as the season went on yeah. I mean, I'm I will I will not be shocked at all if they go ten and two. I sure. I would be. It's just I'm such in a pickle because I'm not hugely high on Bama, but I'm not also really high on LSU, which doesn't make sense. It seems like one of those teams will probably go on and win 11, 12 games. Look, I see six games on their schedule where they could lose, that, judging that from last year. Toss ups. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I I'm with you. I took the under. Um, and I am only going to put 75. I am right there with you. I think this is the closest we've been yet through uh, one and a half episodes. I've got 80 fictional dollars on the LSU under 9-3, and three, I think, is where that falls. Next up, everybody's favorite, Todrick. Oh, boy. Here we go. You can't go 10 minutes without talking about the eggs. The 8-4 and four eggs. 8-4? <laughs> <laughs> and four. They'd, they'd take that right now. Oh, man. 7.5 over under coming off a 5-7. and seven. Seven, two and six in conference. One of those two wins, LSU, in the last week of the year. Minus one fifty <laughs> on the over, plus one fifty on the under. Tempting that's, you to take. That's the under. where you're going to find the value. A schedule that looks like this: New Mexico at Miami, ULM, and Auburn at home. That sounds like a three and one at worst. That's pretty good start. Uh, Arkansas on a neutral field to wrap up September. Careful. Yeah, especially the week after being Alabama at home. A little look-ahead action. My goodness. Arkansas, Alabama, Tennessee, three in a row. 
with no buys in between. That Tennessee game is on the road. A bye week before South Carolina at home. November wraps up like so. At Ole Miss, Mississippi State at home, Albaline Christian at home, and at LSU. Four true road games is nice, but I don't love them being at LSU, at Ole Miss, at Tennessee, and at Miami. (laughs) Jimbo, the biggest news here, of course, bringing in Bobby Petrino to call the plays, or is he? Nobody truly knows. Connor Wegman started the end of last year. As a freshman, sure, he was fine. Evan Stewart's one of the best receivers in all of the land. He's a sophomore on the edge. Starting running back very well may be the number one running back recruit of last season. He's a true freshman. Reuben Owens will know that name by season's end. Other than that, it just comes down to Petrino, right? If he's calling the plays, how much do you trust him? Because he's a pretty genius offensive mind. Yeah, I don't know. That schedule is rough, but Andrew, part of me wants to take the over. Over? Uh, Minus 150. I don't know. little value there. Um, Yeah, that's tough. For me, it comes down to uh, I haven't seen it in a while. It's going to be hard to trust them. Every year, everyone's high on them, um, and they come in and they'll – they just absolutely crap the bed. So, I don't know. Um, they return eight defensive starters, and their defensive numbers are very interesting. They actually had the number one passing defense in the nation. Bet you didn't know that, did I you? Didn't. I didn't either. I did not know that. Uh, on the contrary, they had one of the worst rushing defenses in the nation, 122nd. Remember, there were 130 teams last year. <laughs> they were giving up 200 a clip. Uh, on the ground and uh so that but i mean that's i'd say that's better news than not that they're bringing eight of those guys back uh on the defensive side i'm gonna i'm gonna go for it todrick i was on their under last year i think things kind of go somewhat well this year i think they get to eight wins i'm taking the over i'm not supremely confident in it because I am only putting 85 fictional dollars on it, but it's minus 150 at MGM. Yep. Uh, but I will I will think Jimbo writes the ship here, uh, needs probably another receiver to step up other than Evan Stewart on the outside. Uh, the big one there will probably be Miami. I think that over is probably dead if they don't get that win at Miami in week two. If they can get that one, you're 4-0 playing Arkansas the end of September. If you can get that one, you're 5-0, and and that over's looking really good with Albaline Christian still on the schedule. Yeah, I have the over as well with a 75 spot on it. Um, I kind of think they're going to be better. It's 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 going to be pretty easy to be a, a better than they were last year, so I think <laughs> they'll be better. Um, uh, and let's just hope they can get to seven wins, or to eight wins. Eight. Sorry. Need eight out of that. Ole Miss, the Ole Rebels. Ole Miss, everybody's favorite coach, Lane Kiffin. Uh, that one, that line, seven and a half as well. Uh, plus money on both sides, 105 on the over, 102 on the under. Pretty even, Steven. Don't there. see the old plus money on the both sides very often. One of the best running backs in all of the land, Quinshad Judkins. He is an 
absolute stud. Led them to the third best rushing attack in the land. How about that? Lane Kiffin rushing the ball 256 yards Mm -hmm. a game. A top 30 scoring offense. Uh, top 10 total yardage, putting up about 500 a game. They went 8-4, and four, lost their bowl game 4-4 four and four in the conference. Seven and a half feels right. Here's your schedule. Mercer, to get things started, a very interesting week to tilt at Tulane. Yeah, that's interesting, right? Michael Pratt, one of the best quarterbacks in all of the land, waiting for you in Tulane, who just beat USC in their bowl game. Georgia Tech, the week three, before a road trip to Alabama and LSU. LSU's at home, but those are back-to-back at Alabama and LSU at home. That wraps up September. October is Arkansas, a bye week at Auburn. Vanderbilt, and November wraps up with Texas A&M at home at Georgia, ULM and at Mississippi State on Thanksgiving night. Oh one of the one of the unluckies that gets Alabama and Georgia. I think I can find six wins. Possibly seven if you're counting Tulane. If you're fishing. Yeah, if you count Tulane. Mercer Tulane, Georgia Tech, Auburn Vandy, ULM is six. I I would probably put Mississippi State in there as well. Okay, at Mississippi State. Um, Biggest thing here is we have no idea who's going to be quarterback. Yeah, is there going to be some controversy in that quarterback room? Just brought in two transfers, LSU former five-star Walker Howard. He's just a redshirt freshman, I believe, maybe sophomore. Uh, Spencer Sanders, who started like 50 games at Oklahoma State over the years, is also there. Jackson Dart was your starter last year. Uh, They bring in Alabama defensive coordinator Pete Golding. (sighs) Man, I don't know. There... Can Can you just ground and pound your way to eight wins against that schedule? I don't love it. I don't either. They they lose move. they lose their top two receivers. I kind of like the over, and I'm going to take the over. Yeah, you are. I'll go ahead and take the over and slap a hundred on it. Does Jackson Dart start no, week one? I don't think so. Sp- Sanders, Spencer Sanders. <sighs> He's got uh, Dart's probably got more experience with with Kiffin. that offense, yeah, but Kiffin I mean Sanders has started a hundred games. Sure. Uh, I don't think so. I don't particularly think he's very good. So, Spencer, da- so Dart is st- starting. You no, think? I'm saying I don't think oh. Dart is is very good. Um, if I they had three three quarterbacks in that room, right? Walker Howard. Yeah, but I mean, he seems to be kind of the next in line. Even leaving spring, it kind of felt that way. But I mean, I who knows? Kind of would guess Spencer Sanders starts. Yeah, right away. They've got, I mean, that beginning of that schedule, Mercer, but yeah, at Tulane, you got to figure it out in week, in the first three weeks, because you got Alabama and LSU back to back to yeah close out September. Yeah, I think that over with the hundred hundred spot. I think right. Jackson Dart's probably your man. I am also on the over plus one hundred five. I think they get to eight wins one way or another. I don't know how. Ride that Judkins train. I have eighty fictional dollars on Ole Miss over seven and a half. That's four teams, four agreements, sir. We need to stop this. Yeah, we're uh, we're agreeing too much. Take it on down to Stark Vegas. Six and a half 
is that win total on the Mississippi State uh, Bulldogs plus 125 on the over. Under 6.5 is minus 122. Andrew, what are you seeing? Zach Arnett taking over for the Pirate. Mike Leach's untimely death last winter, just before the bowl game. Uh, good news is you have Will Rogers coming back. He is a for like the ninth year, yeah, uh, something like that. They went nine and four last year, mm-hmm. eight and four in the regular year. Uh, they their losses were to Georgia, Alabama, Kentucky, and LSU. I think most teams in America would have lost those four games. Uh, they lose their best offensive weapon, Ra Ra Thomas, who is now suiting up for the Georgia Bulldogs. They do return their running back, Joe Quavius Marks. Remember the name, Joe Quavius. Joe Quavius. Zach Arnett, completely, uh, of course, we know Mike Leach, throw it all over the lot, uh, run it like six times a game. Mm-hmm. Zach Arnett has made comments. He brought in uh, his offensive coordinator, is Kevin Barbe, which I believe is the gentleman that comes from App State. Kevin Barbe likes to run the ball. That's all well and good. Zach Arnett has made comments of, of similar degrees of like saying, we want to ground and pound. That is wonderful in theory. I would almost encourage it if you can pull it off to stay close in some of these games. But I have a problem with grounding and pounding when the other teams have vastly superior players than you. <laughs> I get worried when you, you start to mesh these ideas together. Yeah. So seven and a, uh, so six and a half. Uh, this is going to be my second time I go over the $100 mark here. I'm comfortable putting 120 on Miss- Mississippi State to go under 6.5. They're just kind of the wild card of this whole division with the coaching change, the new scheme. It's going to be – it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to say the least, but I'm I'm putting 120 on under six and a half. That's minus 122 on fans. Andrew, we just keep agreeing. Lockstep in the SEC West. Under six and a half. I'm gonna keep spreading the love pretty evenly with a hundred, a uh, hundred spot on the under. It just seems like nine and four really exceeded. Yeah. I think their win total was six and a half or seven and a half last year. Uh, I mean they're. Probably still a top 50, 60 team, but um, yeah, it's just hard to know what to expect new coaching staff. Let me give you Arkansas real quick. Give it to me. How about it? The Razorbacks, uh, six and a half. Speaking of quarterbacks that don't leave. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Jeepers. KJ. Back for the seventh year, KJ Jefferson. <laughs> Arkansas, you can find uh, six and a half or, or seven if you want it. If you really want it, yeah. Um, six want and it. a half is minus one twenty on the uh, on the over. Under is plus one hundred. There. The good news here is yes, KJ Jefferson, very. Uh, I hesitate to say very good quarterback, very good running quarterback, mm-hmm. big man. Tebow-esque when he gets in the open field and uh, is coming at you. And then they return what is probably the best running back in the 
Southeastern Conference. Correct. Raheem Rocket Sanders. What a name. Yeah, right? put up put up almost fifteen hundred yards last year. They went six and six last year, won their bowl game, the crazy bowl game over Kansas. Uh, that was a super fun game. Uh, both coordinators are gone. Dan Enos comes in to replace Kendall Bryles, who went to TCU. Kendall Bryles, in my opinion, is probably one of the top 10 to 20 offensive coordinators in the nation. Uh, Dan Enos, he's been everywhere. He was at Miami for a stint and all over the place. Uh, and then they also bring in a new defensive coordinator as well. So... They lose uh, Bumper Pool. You remember Bumper Pool? Oh, I remember. Old, uh, I remember Bumper Pool. The old linebacker, their leader there. He's also gone. They only bring back five starters from the defense, four starters from the offense. Um, I am. I'm not exactly sure why. We might have a disagreement here. Uh, the schedule looks like this: Western Carolina, Kent State, BYU. That looks like three wins to me. Mm-hmm. Then it gets dicey at LSU and Texas A&M in Arlington, Texas. Then even more dicey to kick off October at Ole Miss, at Alabama, Mississippi State at home to wrap up the month. A bye week. November looks like this at Florida. Finish it off with three home games, Auburn, FIU, and Missouri. That stretch in October is just where the the sausage will be made. Yep. At LSU, there, I think your book ended with three wins. You got Western Carolina, Kent State, BYU, that's three. Then you got Auburn, FIU, and Missouri all at home. I think that's six wins. It's then, the six in the middle that are a grind sure. with four of them on the true road. Only one of them at home, and that's Mississippi State. See, Four. I have I have no issues with the Mississippi State game. You I, are not high on Mississippi State. I am you, not. You've said that quite a bit. I am not. <laughs> Who are we taking here? Andy? I'm gonna oh, go. I'm gonna go over. Uh, I think they get to seven. They win one of those six middle games, which is at LSU, Texas A&M, at Ole Miss, at Alabama, Mississippi State, or at Florida. Um, those last two probably being the best chances. Uh, but I'm not going to be super confident. I'm only going 80 fictional dollars. Some of this scares me. The same reason I'm scared with Kentucky a little bit. KJ Jefferson's health. Yeah. They ride that horse a lot. And if he goes down, all of a sudden, especially those last three games, Auburn, FIU, and Missouri, aren't quite as much guarantees if he's not in there playing. I'm with you. Um, I am actually going to take the over as well. Six for six here. Andrew, I'm slapping a 150 on it. I'm pretty confident here. Aggressive on the over. I am pretty confident in the over uh, with Arkansas here. I think their offense is – their offense could be pretty pretty darn good. Yeah, it's just a question mark of, of the new coordinator. Uh, last year, they were top 10 rushing offense, top 40 scoring, top 15 overall yardage, averaging about 470 a game. But that was Kendall Bryles' regime. It was the defense Correct. that was awful. They were the dead last in pass defense, uh, giving up just under 300 <laughs> a game. <laughs> So that needs to get a little bit better. They do return. They were really banged up earlier in the year, I remember as well. Um, Had some injuries that played into that. But uh, they returned three of the four main starters out of the secondary. So hopefully they've gotten a little bit better over the year. Wrapping it up, sir. The Auburn Tigers. Six and a half is the total. 
over at minus 135. Under 6.5, plus 115 if you want your value there. Andrew, do we think they're going to be much better than last year? They have uh, been one of those teams, if you look at the portal rankings, they're going to be near the top. They hit the portal hard, namely on the offensive and defensive lines. They went pretty crazy there. They return two starters on the offensive side of the ball. That, Not great. that includes, that only includes if you're, including Robbie Ashford, their quarterback, who may not be starting. Peyton Thorne from Michigan State transferred in late spring. He very well may be your starting quarterback. Hugh Freeze, traditionally very good with uh, quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. But it is a whole new ball game. The only other starters on the offensive line. I mean, there's absolutely no way of knowing how good this team will be or bad this team will be. I think I can find five wins. Last year they went five and seven, two and six in conference. Here's their schedule: Massachusetts at Cal and Samford. That needs to be three wins if you're going to get to seven. I think mm-hmm. they have the unlucky task of drawing Georgia from the East. Uh, we'll get to them. That is uh, your first three games again: Massachusetts at Cal, Samford at Texas A&M, and Georgia at home. Wrap up your September. You have a bye week between a road trip to LSU followed by Ole Miss and Mississippi State at home. You wrap up the season in November with trips to Vanderbilt and Arkansas. You are back home for New Mexico State and Alabama. You can find six, you say? Five, I think. Five. Those first three, Vandy and And New Mexico Mexico State. New Mexico State, yeah. That means you need two out of A&M, Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, at Arkansas, and Alabama. Oh, boy. And you're asking me? Oh, Andrew, I'm going to take the under. I have to. I really do. I. It's going to be really hard for me to see them improving a whole lot off of last year. How many fictional dollars, Dodger? I have 100 left in the bank, and I'm throwing them all down. All of them. We are seven for seven in agreement. Wow. That is terrible podcasting. Wow. After three disagreements last week, I'm really disappointed in us. Uh, I am also on the under, and it's my most confident pick. I'm kind of surprised that there is plus money on this over, or this under. Plus 115 at MGM. Uh, I'm going 135 fictional dollars under. Wouldn't shock me if they get to six, but seven seems like a stretch. If they get to seven, Peyton Thorne has just been balling, balling out. Because yeah. Robbie Ashford c- couldn't really throw a forward pass last year. And maybe he's improved a lot. And if he has, that could be the a key factor as well. Because he can run. He's a good runner. I mean, if Hugh Freeze is the QB whisperer, I mean. Do some things, Hugh. Do some things. There it is, sir. The SEC West. This one's going to – I don't know about you. We don't need to get into it. But this one's going to go down to the wire for me on who's coming out of here. Bama, I don't love, but they have LSU at home, who I'm not as high on as most people in the world, I think. So we'll see. It'll be be interesting. It will. It will. There you have it, folks, your SEC West totals. We will be back. uh, We're not even sure where we're going next. 
But we don't. We'll we figure we it probably out. need to go to either Big 12, ACC, or a Pac-12. One of those all-in conferences. Yeah, None yeah. of these divisions. Nonsense. Well, next year, <laughs> SEC. Nobody. Divisions. There will be no divisions. Big Ten's That's abandoning true. them, too. Think of the past, those divisions. Oh, boy. So one, gone, gone are the days of competing for the East. One step closer to college football, Todd. I can... If you, you squint, really, your, if you squint your eyes, yeah. you can see it coming over the really, horizon. You can sniff it if you sniff hard enough. If the if those hundred degree breezes are <laughs> blowing the right way, you can smell it. It's it's on the doorstep. Oh man, guys, gals, thanks so much for listening. Uh, send us a DM if you hate Slide us. Slide up in there if you hate us. If you love us. Let us know. Leave us a review and let us know how you feel about the show. Drop a mailbag question. We'll get to some mailbag action. Uh, drop us a question. We'll answer it. We'll, we'll be we'll be back real soon. Yeah. In the beginning of August with uh, with another episode of just kind of catching up on things. Not a win total episode, mm-hmm. so that'll be here in a couple weeks. We're we're getting there, folks. We're getting there. Before you know it, I mean, Andrew, we're like six weeks out. So it is so close. Before you know it, we're playing college football again. Jeepers! All right, we're gonna get out of here. Andrew, anything for the good listeners. No, folks. Keep on marching on. Keep on marching on. Drink plenty of water. It's hot out there, guys. We will get through this together. It'll be here before you know it. It's been another edition of the Prevent D-Day College Football Podcast.